Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And yes, we are broadcasting once again from Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And folks, if you're looking for a bank that's big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way without mega banking you, I think you know what I mean by that if you're a customer of one of those big, big banks. Um, I think Renaissance Bank is a really great alternative, and I know that from my own experience in working with them. So if you're looking for that combination for your business, Go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices, some 200 across the southeast, and give them a call. I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Bruce Orr. Bruce is CEO, Chief Data Scientist at Pronovos. Bruce, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, John. Yeah, great to have you here. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about you and Pronovos. How are you serving the market out there? Yeah, absolutely. So Pronovos is a construction technology company. Um, We primarily focus on construction data. Uh, There's so much data out there that construction companies are um, underutilizing, Mm -hmm. and we bring it to life, and we provide... um, immediate value to our clients, uh, specifically, um, through CPA firms. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So CPA firms that work with construction, uh, entities. Exactly. Yeah. If you are a, a, um, in a CPA firm and you're looking to grow your construction practice, Mm -hmm. yeah, we, we are an ideal uh, partner for you. Oh, very cool. So uh, let's, let's, I want to dive into that, but let's talk a little bit about you and your journey. I mean, um, you've obviously got a background in data. Data is important to you. We were talking before we came on the air. You said data is the most underutilized asset in the company, uh, and uh, that may be one reason why you're in data. That's right. There's there's a real opportunity there. There is. Yeah. 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 My my journey. It's I've been in this field for about twenty five years now. Oh wow! And I remember when I first started, uh, I uh, there there was this when Hotmail first came out. Mm -hmm. I think you probably were giving about two megs of of space, and then (laughs) Gmail came out, and they said we'll give you a gig, and Uh I recognized that we were collecting a lot more information um, for use later. And they, the demand in terms of skill set would be uh, someone that would know how to use that information and provide, um, provide useful information um, by converting that data into insights. Sure. Um, And so why construction? I mean, yeah. Right. <laughs> so before I started this, I lived in Southeast Asia. I was working for Citibank. Okay. And I was, um, again, with data, we had this phenomenal project and the project was really about pulling information from about 40 different countries. And it had to report up to the federal reserve every Monday morning. Um, and 
I just got burnt out. My relationships, they uh, started to strain a little bit. It's, you know, it's a big time difference between uh, Atlanta and Singapore. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to come back home and there was no opportunity for me at the time. Uh, We were just um, um, getting over the 2008 recession. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time I, my, my, uh, the person who's my wife now, she was my girlfriend and, yep. and she was working as a CFO. And I saw all of the things that she was struggling with. And I said, gosh, we can, I can help you with that. And one thing led to another, I, I worked with her. I learned about, um, just how much data was in construction and the problems that the typical uh, information consumer would have in construction. To give an example, uh, I think she used Sage. Uh, Timberline is what a lot of uh, people know used to know it as. Mm-hmm. And they had, <clears throat> excuse me, like 40 companies. And they would have to go into every company to close the books, run P&Ls. And it just took her a lot of time. And, mm. and, and uh, so I, the concept came from there. I knew nothing about commercial construction at the time. This was the idea was born about eight years ago, but because there was so much, I didn't know, I wanted to make sure that I understood the problem and the various problems. So I worked with hundreds of contractors over the years, um, started off with just consulting. Um, Mm. My my background in data science Mm -hmm. uh, could help them project cost and do other things that was difficult to repeat but once I got it down and I understood the patterns, we built the technology that we have to um, basically um, um, not act as a consultant, but provide a SaaS uh, uh, technology that would help companies make decisions that most would think is unique to their business. But honestly, John, it's not unique. It's it's a lot of the same things. It's mm-hmm. a lot of those, one of those type things. Right. This has me really jazzed up (laughs) because there are so many um, technology companies that start with an idea and they go down the road developing this idea. And the big mistake they make is not talking to customers. You not only talk to customers, you went and work for them. I mean, that that is taking it one step further um, to learn what their problems really are. That's right. That's right. And and you're right. It, it, there's so much waste happening in software because we have this idea, but we never test our hypothesis. Uh, some will argue that I spent too much time trying to understand the problem. Uh, I, I do believe in the concept of um, iterative uh, and rapid software development, but I this is such a different industry than any industry that I've been in. I've been in gaming. So I worked in the casino business a long time. Same Mm -hmm. thing with data, healthcare, Mm -hmm. retail, but construction is very, very, very different. I got to say, and I just wanted to make sure that I knew for a fact, we were solving a problem Mm. that was um, uh, not entirely unique. And, And that's, and working with these contractors, building relationships with them, getting to know, what makes them um, getting to know what makes them tick, if you will, was something I, I really wanted to understand. Now, Bruce, you talked about problems you solve for them with the data and the analytical uh, massage you give that data, I guess, as it were, 
you talked about managing margin. What what else beyond? Albeit that's an important thing, right? In, in construction, any business, but um, what beyond managing margin? What? How do you? How does your data and and uh, your software help a construction company? What are they looking for? Yeah. So typically, they are looking for ways of automating manual Excel uh, tasks. Mm. And while while we do that, um, there is a thought process. I began to understand related to that whole data manipulation. Um, When you are trying to understand your cost on a job, typically it takes several weeks. And once you understand where you're at, the situation has changed. Additional costs have come in. Mm. Um, You know, it's, it's, and, and while cost is one side of it, there's also a decision-making process that happens from say like the project manager that um, goes up to the executive. I'll give an example. There's this process that I absolutely love. It's called WIP reporting, W-I-P. Mm-hmm. It's work in process or yep. progress, depending upon who you talk to. Tomato, mm-hmm. tomato, I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> so so it takes um, a uh, collaboration between the operations, so the project manager, the superintendent, to mm-hmm. tell the executives what they think the projected final cost will be. The pro- So once they get that number, and by the way, getting that number is not always easy, often it's uh, manual, uh, and and then there's a decision that the accountants will have to make. Do we take this number and do we provide this number to the bonding company, mm. or do we make it a little more conservative because we know this PM tends to uh, be a bit too optimistic, you know? Mm-hmm. So we actually not only automate all of that. But we put intelligence into our software to help guide them to let the PMs know that they might need to consider things that they haven't considered before. Um, I I could tell you, John, there are many reasons why I wanted to spend more time speaking with customers and understanding the problem. Uh, And it is because construction is not typically a technologically savvy industry. So you have to build software that they can understand right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and you want it to be um, informative, but in the field, when they're using this technology, they are using technology as a means to an, it's a necessary evil is how they use it. Yeah. Uh, so I they, get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I mean, they're out in the field with a whole lot of uh, stimulus, right? I mean, yeah, yeah we, I like that. Right, yeah. And uh, and so looking at that screen is not necessarily what they want to be doing at the time. Exactly. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. Uh, Bruce Orr is with us, folks. Uh, CEO, Chief Data Scientist at Pronovos. Um, so you, and I, I would imagine you continue to have these conversations with uh, construction companies about the impact of your software and how you can tweak it further to, to, to their benefit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I <laughs> um, let, let me also say that this is the, the first company that I've built a lot of 
challenges, things that I thought I knew I didn't know. And Mm -hmm. I guess as I also get older, I recognize the more I know, the more I realize I don't know. So I'm I'm not, I'm not, uh, um, all that sure about many things, but one thing I am sure about is, um, is whenever I listen to a contractor, uh, specifically, uh, the president of a company, um, I know that I'm sitting across from someone that has, um, become, um, in my opinion, um, an incredible person because they are fighting fires. They are, the odds are not in their favor. <laughs> it, it really isn't, especially if you're not one of the big contractors. Say more on why that is. Well, so, um, you have, <laughs> you have so many opportunities to, uh, risk, risk are everywhere. Mm-hmm. It is, I do not want to run a construction company. I, I have so much admiration for those that have went through the 2008 recession. They've overcame it. They, they've grown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it's, it's a tough, tough business. Um, margins are slim. Um, you have, uh, opportunities everywhere to, uh, lose money. And sometimes you could be on a project, lose money early on, and you must stay on that project knowing that you're lo- every day you go into this construction site, you're losing money. But mm. you have to or you go out of business. And right. um, I, I read so many um, case studies before I started this this company trying to understand what were the, the major factors uh of why companies went out of business. And I found five major reasons and all five of those reasons were budgetary except for one. That one was really macroeconomics. They couldn't change the conditions of 2008. Sure. But those four, I said, I could help them with that. Wow. And that's, and that's, that's why we're here. That's, wow. that's why we exist. That's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Now, one of the things that you, I think you mentioned, I can't remember if you use this word or not, but you talked about, predictive kind of uh uh uh, applications of your software right so so you you can um really based on certain conditions you your software has predictive capabilities that helps guide management decisions it does it does um you know i often do not like to talk about AI and mm-hmm. predictive uh, analytics because it's it's such a uh, uh, well talked about topic and I have rarely seen companies have have um, this in in use and as a matter of fact when I first started this I created a model that would predict job cost for uh, for a company and. Predicting the job cost, having the estimator look at that prediction to ensure that they were in the right ballpark was my the very first thing I did. And I said, I said, wow, we cracked this nut. Let's 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 go sell, and will everyone will love it? The problem is that wasn't the that was not the perceived problem contractors had. The perceived problem they had was more around descriptive analytics, and that's just another level. Um, it's, it's describing the business conditions and how they got to where, where they are today. They wanted to understand what is this data telling us. Mm. 
Um, and so while we focus on showing them the value around descriptive analytics, we continue to enhance and build the predictive capability. So it's really interesting. We're not leading with predictive analytics. They identify the predictive analytics once they start using the tool. And just real quick, I'll go back to the descriptive piece of it and Mm -hmm. why contractors wanted to understand that. Um, They typically spend a lot of time in Excel. And if you're familiar with Excel, you got rows and columns of just data. Mm -hmm. There's no real visual component. There's no narrative the data is going to tell you. And so this is another reason why I felt that partnering with CPA firms was so important. It's because they can create the narrative for their clients using our information. As a matter of fact, we have narrative analytics. However, there are things that we can never predict um, because either we're lacking the data or uh, conditions of the environment have changed. Things that we don't know that that trusted advisor will know because they're having lunch once a month or once a quarter with that client. Mm-hmm. So when they see our uh, dossier of analytics, they know, oh, yeah, hey, John, because that job you had had a change order of X, this is how it's going to impact you. So you mentioned CPA firms uh, early on and just now, and I want to get to that. Um, why partner with CPA firms versus just going to the construction companies directly and, and marketing to them? You know, we still market to contractors directly. We get a lot of interest um, regarding what we do. However, we are a technology company. Mm-hmm. And while we feel as though we're educators first and a technology company second, this opportunity is so big, we can't talk to every contractor. Mm. And that is why we felt that if we were going to evangelize our message, well, let's partner with an industry that is already doing that. Let's 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 uh, let's arm them with the leading edge technology that is going to help their clients and also going to help them be differentiators. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Yeah, and that makes sense, and particularly given that the CPA, uh, the practice of being a CPA is really leaning much more toward advisory versus compliance as we go forward in the future. That's what it seems to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so you're really providing the tools for that CPA to be a much better advisor than they've been in the past. I think so. For for construction companies, I mean. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, There is, you know, what I really like about CPA firms and just the, I don't know if, I, I, I never worked for a CPA firm. So I, I, my, my wife was, uh, she, she did, she's mm-hmm. actually a CPA and, and I have also witnessed, uh, this in her is there's this, um, this thought process around continue gro- continued growth. It's continuing to, um, improve your knowledge around things. I, I love that. I love learning. And I think that when a CPA firm has a client that says, you know, we did $20 million last year, we're anticipating to do 60 million two years from now or five years from now, help us get there. Mm. 
our tool will help them get there, not only help them in terms of uh, measuring, but you can also monitor it and you can take action within it. And when Mm -hmm. you're not taking the proper action, it's going to let you know. And you have someone like your CPA uh, that can hold you accountable. So if you have quarterly meetings, hey, well, let's see. This were this was our goal. How how are we doing in relation to our goal? And uh, what do we need to change? Uh, real real quick, there's a story I, I want to tell you Please. that um, that I I just sort of discovered. This is the power of analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was working with a contractor and their um, their their business advisor, and we noticed that. They were um, not cash flow positive on the job, so so m- meaning that um, they were not billing on time and they were not receiving uh, on time. Their cost was was always exceeding that. And the owner said, "You know, uh, times are getting tight. We had this line of credit that we uh, we were using, and the interest rates are now going up on the line of credit, and it does not make sense for me to be the the bank anymore." Mm-hmm. Um, and so the business advisor that was also a CPA firm said, well, gosh, you know, when I look at your return on assets, yeah, it doesn't make sense because uh, you are basically not, um, your, your borrowing on this line of credit is exceeding your return on assets. So, you know, we got to have different business practices. So you're not the bank all the time. And it mm-hmm. was just an opportunity to, um, in my opinion, learn and figure out how they're going to use this system to uh, not be the bank. And, you know, it came down to just educating the project manager to make sure that they're billing consistently, mm-hmm. they're billing on time, and they're billing accurately. And with our tool, they're, they're doing that. Yeah, and that's a great point because the the – the quality of your data and the conclusions that your data leads to is highly dependent on what goes in. Right. So, and, and you talked about the, I guess the, um, for lack of a better term, the customer experience that, that makes it easy for that person in the field to input the data you need to massage, to create the results. Right. I mean, that, that's really a big aspect of what you're, of what you're all about, right? Is making it easy to get the data. That's right. That's right. What, what's the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, it's a cliche because it's true, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that is right. And so one of the things that we do is we look at the data quality and we score the data for our new clients. Mm. So when that data comes over from your uh, source systems, it could be, you know, your accounting system. uh, We score the data to see how polluted your data is and where it needs to be improved. Um, Most often, I don't know if you purchase software anytime recently, but, but often when you purchase software, you'll have someone give a demonstration and it looks great. Mm-hmm. And then when you go and implement it, you're like, wait a minute, it does not look like what I saw. <laughs> so, so, so I wanted to make sure that our clients did not experience that. So even before we do the implementation, we score the quality of your data and we, we will say portions of this will be impacted unless you have someone go into your jobs and add a project manager for every job, mm-hmm. or you add a market for every job. Now, the other thing that I want to point out, and this goes back to 
your comment about predictive is um, we have a cloud-based um, data warehouse. Mm-hmm. Basically, this data warehouse um, is a, a, a repository that has clean data about your business. It's organized. The, the problem with predictive analytics is typically companies will learn about it and they would say, yes, I want to do that. So they'll, you could even purchase a predictive model these days and you just throw it out there and let the machine learning uh, program do whatever. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's going to magnify the underlying data conditions that you're working with. Mm-hmm. So if it's bad, if it's garbage, you're going to have a lot of uh, garbage that will be predicted and no one wants to make decisions upon that. Right. With our data warehouse, because the data is so clean and pristine, it lends itself to predicting and even identifying margins of error and how the margins of error will increase over time if certain data conditions are not taken care of. So we try to think through it, not only from a business perspective, but obviously from a data perspective too. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Bruce Orr is with us, folks. Founder, chief data scientist, CEO of Pronovos. Um, so, Bruce, you really provide a way, as you partner with CPA firms, you really provide a way for that CPA firm to really wed themselves to their clients, right? I mean, they're giving information that the CPA firm around the corner is not giving, maybe, possibly. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, and so you're you're giving uh, the CPA firm, a way to really add value to the relationship they have with their contractor clients. That's right. Absolutely. I, I, I see that this is such a big missed opportunity. If, um, CPA firms are not, um, elevating their partnership with their clients by providing um, more technology that will help them identify value right away. And that's what we do with our CPA firms. We, uh, When they are bringing Pronovos to their clients, what they're really saying is, I know about your business. I know that you want to grow or I know the challenges you've been having. And I think this tool is going to help you um, first and foremost um, stop margin erosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to grow. Um, you know, there's this huge um, uh, trillion dollar um, um, uh, infrastructure bill that has been out there. So if you're a federal contractor, you mm-hmm. want to uh, um, take on some of these larger projects. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different game. You know, a $20 million project is different from a $2 million project. You need the tools uh, in place to help you grow and um, um, again, not just margin, but revenue. Do you Mm -hmm. have enough people in place Mm. to handle all of the work that you're getting? Someone Mm -hmm. once told me that it's not during the difficult times that contractors would need to uh, um, uh, protect their margins and make sure that they're efficient, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's truly the, the, when, when things are going really well, you need to, Make sure that you can handle the work that's coming at you. So resourcing is something that we focus on a lot, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Terrific work. So, Bruce, I would love it if you could share, and of course, you don't have to mention names, but um, a success story. Uh, uh, maybe a CPA firm that you've worked with that 
has come back to you and said, Bruce, you're helping us knock it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I I'm thinking of a a company on the West coast, uh, actually the Pacific Northwest. I didn't have a direct relationship with this CPA firm. Uh, it was just with the contractor. Mm -hmm. Um, and they had challenges with their, uh, with their whip reporting. This is a, uh, contractor of about $800 million, uh, a general contractor that self-performs and basically self-performs means that they have a, a unit within their company where they're doing the work. Mm-hmm. So, so they self-perform uh, concrete and, and they um, identified that they're um, that they were losing money um, after the fact most often it wasn't until they sat down and they did the review with their CPA firm that they said the, the executive say, Hey, I thought this job, we would have, you know, a 7% profit on this, but what happened? And it always turned into this, um, uh, multi-day, uh, conversation with project managers and the accountants. And, and, and so the CPA firm actually called me. They said, I recognize that we're getting data from uh, you, from our client. So who are you? What are you doing? And we said, yeah, well, you know, we, we, we basically are uh, providing analytics to, to our client. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you know, uh, I like to work with you even before the whip is done. Is there a way that you can give me some more information before? And I said, yeah, if the client is up for that, absolutely. So mm-hmm. we started working together while they got the um, projected final costs beforehand, um, they were able to go into these meetings and be more um, 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 prepared to um, identify any jobs that might have the potential of running over. So it was, and this was maybe three years ago uh, that I started recognizing, wait a minute, we're not the only trade partners uh, that the contractors are dealing with. Uh, mm-hmm. It is us and CPA firms that they're involving most, and surety companies as well. We we have started working with a lot of surety companies because they're asking for the same information. So mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I think that was the biggest success, success story. And the reason why I think it's a success story is because that's where the dialogue happened. And now this contractor is doing about a billion billion five and they're they're profitable and wow. you know uh it's 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 opportunities like that that uh i think uh we can have many more of those with with additional cpa firms yeah that's uh wow terrific work bruce or with pronovo so let's uh get straight to that for those uh cpa firms or uh even contractors i suppose anybody that wants to be in touch and learn more and hear about uh, some dive into the details. How can they do that? Yeah. So I guess uh, in, in this modern world, uh, if anyone wanted to understand uh, a little bit about what we do, um, you can always uh, go to our website. Uh, it's is uh, pronovos, uh, www.pronv as in Victor, uh, ovos.com. And learn more, and you can always reach out to me. I love uh, building relationships and making friends. So um, I'm Bruce.or at Pronovos.com. And uh, it doesn't necessarily um, have to be about, um, you know, uh, the 
the a sale of anything. It could be a conversation because mm-hmm. I think that contractors now they're finding themselves in a different um, economic landscape. Right now, they have a lot of work, but um, backlog is dwindling because job starts are delaying. And, right. and I think every contractor is thinking about, well, how can we sustain the margins that we have without reducing our overhead and letting people go and still be a good, profitable company? And I think that this is the tool that's going to help you sharpen the saw, uh, so to speak, and, uh, and not have to work as hard. Well, Bruce, you're doing such important work and we're just delighted you could come in and talk to us about it and uh, we could uh, share that with our audience. So thank you for that work and uh, we look forward to hearing more in the future. Yes, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Hey folks, just a quick reminder and an idea for you. If you're looking for a different kind of team building experience and I'm talking about one that doesn't involve mosquitoes, snakes, broken ankles, skin knees, you know what I mean. How about ANS Culinary Concepts? How about standing around in a award-winning culinary studio with your team members and cooking a great meal and enjoying it together and having executive chef Andrew Traub and his team watching over you to make sure you do it all right? Well, that's the way it happens at ANS Culinary Concepts. So if you'd like to know more about how that rolls, and I highly recommend it. I was there about a month ago, and it was just fantastic. Um, call Andrew, 678-336-9196, or go to asculinaryconcepts.com. And folks, just a quick reminder, North Fulton Business Radio can be found on all the major podcast apps. That's the search term, North Fulton Business Radio. We would love it if you're not already subscribed to the show, to please do so. We would be honored if you would do that and also help us in our mission to celebrate the great work of business leaders like Bruce and the many other guests that we've had on the show over the years. If you've heard something here that makes you uh, feel like, hey, I know somebody that needs to hear about this work, uh, please share the show. That's what we're here for. That's what we exist is to celebrate the work of uh, our great business leaders. So if you could help us help them, uh, we would appreciate it. So for my guest, Bruce Orr, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.